Hello and welcome back to the Littlest Petcast. I'm your host James and today we are looking at the episode Books and Covers. So the episode begins with Blythe muttering math to herself while feeding the pets. Pepper asks what's going on and Russell says that she was probably up all night studying for mathletes. I guess math club? I don't know. Why is it just called mathletes? That's just... This is a little weird to me, but whatever. So, uh, in her frenzy, Blythe mixes up Vinny and Zoe's food order, and Vinny says that if he eats Zoe's moisturized puppy chow, his skin will fall off because he's a reptile and he has to have dry skin. And meanwhile, Zoe says that she's bug intolerant because Vinny, again, being a lizard, eats bugs. So she switches them, and uh, as and then after all that, uh, Blythe is rushing out the door, and Mrs. Tombley's reading the newspaper, and then she says there's an article about pet spies in the newspaper. Like, the government is, like, using pets as spies. So you know what that means. Alka's cover has been blown. Someone really dropped the ball there, and I don't know who to blame. Carl! Carl! Okay, okay. So, but after hearing about the story about pet spies, the pets freak out, and they wonder what's going on, and if anyone else hears a spy. The pets all ask Russell if he's a spy. And then Russell says no. And then curls up into a ball and asks everyone to leave him alone in like a sad tone. So just leave me alone. I don't, I don't have time to do this. So then <laughs> a trench coat wearing man with sunglasses comes in with a pet case. Leaves it on the desk. Talks to Mrs. Tomley for a bit. While he looks around all shifty and then backs out of the shop. Like he walks backwards out of the shop like he's like he's a spy or whatever. And then Miss Twombly, while still reading uh, her newspaper, uh, introduces us to Scout Carrie. So, okay, uh, in the middle of uh, this episode in like taking notes for this episode actually uh i realized that scout is like her name and carrie is her last name like russell ferguson or zoe trent so uh some of my notes say carrie so if you hear like a pause for me to say scout instead of carrie uh, that's the reason why. So then Scout is a cat who climbs up on the cat post, takes off the price sticker, uh, and then claws it up, uh, claws up the price sticker. And then Zoe says that this stage has got a lot more interesting because that cat might be a spy. <laughs> I mean, their owner is pretty shady, but, you know, it's all about books and covers. I don't know. So, um, so 
So then, at school, Blythe, Young Me, and a third person are walking into the math room to see the biscuits, and Blythe wonders what they're doing there. The math teacher, who I will continually refer to as the math teacher, because she has this, like, one-syllable name, like Mrs. I don't... That it was hard to pick up. Mrs. Want, Mrs. Mont, Mott, like the applesauce, Mott. I don't know. So the math teacher says that they're serving detention for a week for texting in class. Now, um, I mean, you might think I'm the perfect student. But there have been times where I got into detention. You know what's weird about this to me? Is that they're having detention in the same room as something else is happening. Because usually when I had detention for acting up. Because like middle schoolers and high schools act up every once in a while. Because they're middle schoolers and high schoolers. And they just don't understand like stuff. You know? And they're confused. Uh, I was never in a room where anything else was happening. It was always like a room specialized for the purpose of detention. I don't know if that's just like something here or whatever. But usually they like send you a slip. They give you a slip that says, I'm in detention for this reason. And they make you go to the thing. So... Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's for, like, convenience sake for the rest of the episode. But it's still just weird and out of place to me. Although, it might be different for different schools and stuff, so... You don't know. I don't know. But anyway... Uh... So then the math teacher starts math club with an equation and then Whitney starts talking in shopping lingo and then Brittany gets 15. So then Blythe, hearing all of this, does the math and finds that 15 is the correct answer. So the math teacher puts up a second problem, which the biscuits get right right away again. And Blythe notices this and tells young me, about all of this but then the mysterious student like student number three that's not anyone we've known so far starts freaking out so the teacher calls him sherman and notes that he has had a brain sprain and is out of commission for the rest of the day for math club um i'm not sure like, what the protocol is for a math club, but if, like, if you're gonna get into, like, a problem where one of your students can be out because they are thinking too hard, that does not seem like a good problem to have. I don't think that should be, like, a part, like, like if if you're having that problem maybe maybe scale down your math. And they're in mi- middle school? 
I I thought I got around this problem by calling them adolescents. But there's still the matter of what school they're going to. Uh they're they're still in like middle school, high school maybe? I don't know. That advanced math you should tone down your math I mean I guess like like for sports there's always like the problem of well sport related injuries in high school but I don't know I think like it's not as rough and tumble as like adult sports Okay, minor behind-the-scenes thing again. But, I mean, I'm, I'm recording this while no one else is at my house. So, uh, I'm being louder than usual. So, I had to turn down the gain on both sets of recordings I've done so far. So, uh, I'm I'm going to apologize about that. I'm not an audio wizard. I'm not sure what to do about some of this, but uh, I, I did turn down the gain, and that seemed to have helped somewhat, so uh, if I have to turn it down more, that's fine. I'm just being louder because no one else is here, and uh, I don't know, it's just easier for me to be louder and more emotive if I don't have to worry about someone coming in and Saying, what are you doing here? Okay, now, back to your regularly scheduled podcast. So, um, with that brain sprain, uh, the teacher says that he's uh, out of commission for the rest of the day, but he will bounce back from it, and then sends him off to the nurse's office. So then... Uh, the teacher says that they will have to forfeit the match today, saying that they need at least three people for a math club. And they had exactly three people, which law of averages suggests that, like, that shouldn't be possible, because they're in basically one of the most populated cities in North America and they go to a school there that is staffed that is full of a lot of kids and not just one kid or five kids whatever you know what I mean uh but uh the teacher's like, I don't know how we're gonna find a replacement for. Okay, no, I'm 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 going back on the. I I have to resolve this. This isn't like us. They said like the population was like one million or two million in the first episode, and there cannot just be like only three people who go to a school that like math enough to join a math club that is not possible 
and it's especially not possible because Blythe is the third person and Blythe just got there in relative to everyone else. So the math team is either newly formed or someone left. But I don't know. This is bugging me now that I have this out loud. So, um, yeah, so... The teacher says, we're going to have to forfeit the match. We can't find a replacement. Blythe suggests that the Biscuits could replace Sherman, but the teacher laughs it off, saying that they have terrible test scores. But then Blythe confides in young me, saying, I know what I heard. They're, they're math geniuses. They're math wizards. They, like, they can solve math problems insanely fast i don't know what's what's going on we have to do this so then at the pet shop a scout is now clawing the tower which causes property damage and is looking at mrs twombly uh the pets wonder what uh what's up and Vinny says that they could just ask what's going on and save us the trouble of this episode but Zoe interjects with just letting their imaginations go wild, which is exactly what happens. So they start the fantasy, and it's a spy fantasy that begins on, like, a Bond opening, I think. I don't know, I'm not that well-versed in Bond. But it's, like, of, like, uh, like a paw symbol that's going across the screen, but uh, you can, it's, like, flashing in an, it's, like, it goes uh, like across a third of the screen, then stops, but you can see the after effect, and then another third, and then you can see the after effect, and it stops. And then the last third, is, and it stops. And then we get the gun thing, but no one shoots back, but you just see it through the gun. So, uh, so then uh, in the spy fantasy, Scout is now on top of a tall, dark building in dark area looking at another building with Mrs. Twombly in it. Zoe walks up dressed as a femme fatale and calls herself <clears throat> Fluffypaw, Velvet Fluffypaw. So then she asks Scout what's going on, but Scout is neither sh stirred nor shaken by Zoe. And then Zoe begins... Uh, to say, like, code words, like, yeah, just give me a code word and I'll understand, like, Westminster or Lassie's Code or something, I don't know. But that doesn't work either. So then she walks off, and on her wrist-mounted communicator, she calls in Spy Master General, Russell, who calls the Swinger, Minka. Minka does the dramatic Mission Impossible drop from a thing... And then asks Carrie directly what she's doing. I, I did it. I, that's where that's where it was. Car Scout. That's where Carrie was written. And I had to stop to say Scout. But I didn't. And in retrospect now. I could have just controlled the F. And then replaced everything. But then it wouldn't be everything if I said scout, scout. That wouldn't make sense either. So, whatever. And asks scout directly. Like, hey, what you doing? I don't know. What you doing? What you doing? And then 
uh, Russell face palms and then breaks the remote of the swinging device that Minka is using, which causes it to go out of control. And then Minka falls into the pavement. And then Zoe reports that the swinger is down. The swinger is down. Okay. Okay. That the swinger is down. And then after the fantasy breaks, Russell wonders what uh, Scout is up to. And then he comes to the logical conclusion that Scout is trying to scare Mrs. Twombly so badly that she gets scared of animals and then closes the littlest pet shop, which then leads them to the conclusion that Scout is a spy for the largest ever pet shop. <laughs> so, uh, then late, a little later, the pets are now hiding from Scout and doing recon of their own. They hear a noise and determine that it's a motor for a device that Scout has. Even though I think it's just Scout clawing at the $62 cat tower, or maybe just her humming. But, you know, they're they're in a frenzy. They're um they're doing that. Vinny says that the device might be a rocket launcher. A motored powered rocket launcher. I don't know. Like, I guess that exists, but uh I don't know. I usually think of rocket launcher like the thing in Halo, you know, that's like like shoulder mounted and then you just shoot it. But then Penny Ling says that it's the super spy device that does a lot of things and the dialogue is going too fast, so I can't remember exactly what it was, but some of it was like it's like an EMP. It's like a laser that shoots like an actual laser and also like a grappling hook with specific wiring that is like super tight and can support the weight of an average pet, which gets Penny some weird looks like while well, she would know this. So then um, after they reconverge after that, they snap back into fantasy mode where Russell sends uh, Agent 005 Zoe and Agent 006 and 3/8 Vinny to do some recon. Vinny says that 6 and 3/8 is not only his code name, but it's also his hat size. And also the order of a large cheese pizza and a two liter of Coke is also his pin number. <laughs> so, uh, Russell then informs them of the plan where Zoe distracts a scout while Vinny looks for whatever is making that noise. So then Zoe goes up to scout while, uh, Vinny invades her personal space, uh, and then plucks a hair from her head, and then gives her an x-ray, at which point Scout just hisses at them, because that's an involuntary x-ray she got. And yeah, it's at this point I realized that Scout is like her first name, and then Carrie is her last name, so that should be it for that confusion. And it's like Scout like in To Kill a Mockingbird, you know? I know. 
I've read To Kill a Mockingbird. It's good. So then Zoe and Vinny regroup while avoiding getting shredded. And then Russell says that things might get dangerous. So now we've got some Darkwing Duck references up in here. So, yeah, uh, so far we have uh, James Bond, Mission Impossible, and Darkwing Duck. Clearly the three best spy thrillers of our time. <laughs> so then uh, back at school, uh, Blythe and Young Me are chasing the Biscuits down the hall and asks them to join the club. The Biscuits ask what's in it for them and laugh at Blythe's answer of satisfaction for boosting school pride because they're not into that. So uh, Blythe insists that they're math geniuses, which they are, and they also ask her to take back because they don't like being called geniuses, which... I don't know. It's it's weird to not want to be called a genius. So then the biscuits uh, come up with two conditions for them joining the math team, at least for today, is to one stop calling them geniuses, and then two get the teacher to get them out of detention. So the first one's pretty easy to abide by. The second one, it's going to be tricky, but Blythe agrees, slash, deals with those devils. So, uh, after the deal is made, uh, she rolls a snake eyes. I mean, she doesn't know what to do, and young me asks her how she's going to pull it off, and Blythe is like, I don't know. But then... Okay, at the pet shop... Uh, the pets are keeping an eye on Scout. And then Scout begins her attack. Minka uh, swings in to stop her from pouncing on Mrs. Twombly. But then uh, Minka lands on her head, making her dizzy. But then Scout pauses in the air for a second. And then lands on her feet. So this, this, I know I make a lot of claims that a lot of these pets are X-Men, but I'm just going to give this one up to cartoon physics this time, because that's, that's how cats work. They're supposed to land on their feet. And even if it takes like an air pause to do that, then sure. So then Pepper tries to block Scout, but then Scout outmaneuvers her and makes her dizzy. So just as Scout is about to take a second pounce, a phone rings, and then Mrs. Trombley says, I'll get it, and laughs, and then gets the phone, which, you know, old people humor, I guess. I don't know. It's, it's delightful to me. I like it. So that stops Scout in her tracks. We then hand to see Vinny who called her from a randomly appearing flip phone that was just lying around. Does the main phone not have caller ID? That just seems a bit weird of a function not to have in like this day and age. So then while on the flip phone 
the phone flips onto Vinny's mouth and smushes it a bit. So then we cut to uh we cut to Blythe at the math room making a speech about how detention is cruel and unusual punishment according to like the Eighth Amendment. So I mean I guess that settles it. There are in New York even though I don't know, it's a weird, like, weird version of New York. I guess that's why it's called Downtown City. That's a, that's a weird name. But I was always secretly hoping it was just fake Toronto. But it's fake New York, so whatever. So, yeah, according to the Eighth Amendment, detention is cruel and unusual punishment. That the teacher should let the biscuits go and join the math team. So the teacher has three points of response. One is, you should really join the debate team. Because that was intense. And almost convincing. So point two is that uh, they are trying to fool you into getting you out of detention, Blythe. Getting out of detention, Blythe. And her third point is... No. So, uh, Blythe continues down her drinkable head ways and uh, believes in her convictions strongly enough that Blythe offers herself in place of the biscuits detention. Seeing as they each have four days left, that means eight days of detention. And that's not... So that's like... Like a week and three days of school for school time. So then the teacher is saying how serious everything is uh, and how Blythe is and uh, agrees to the deal. And Blythe is now in a predicament. Now, okay, to preface this, the deal is if the Biscuits aren't math geniuses, uh, Blythe will take their place. Now, I want you to remember that exact wording because it creates a problem later. So, uh, then they go up to the Biscuits who are again texting from a few feet away and being all gothy about laughter. Like, oh, I'm laughing on the inside. You are so hilarious. I mean, I guess it's not... I mean, they say it in a goth tone, which is how they usually talk. But I don't know. I I don't want to say they're goth. They're faux goth. Yeah, faux goth. Because they're rich and spoiled and believe that everything is theirs. So Blythe comes up to them and says they are free from detention. And uh, they'll join. They have to join the math club. And then they try to get out of it. But Blythe says, no, we had a deal. You join and you're out. Otherwise, you're not out. So uh, Blythe brings them like two uh, math club uh, t-shirts. And so they go in the bathroom and uh, change into them. So then at at the pet shop, Mrs. Twombly is 
trying to solve a Sudoku puzzle, but isn't very good at it. Almost comically so. Like, there's, like, not even numbers in some of them. And, uh, she goes on a rant about how, like, how she hates and loves Sudoku. But then Scout is on the prowl again. And then Russell asks for distractions, which, uh, flashes into fantasy mode again. And then, uh, the distractions come in the form of Sunil, who is a karate master who gets, like, pushed down easily because he's off balance. And then Pepper spraying stuff, but uh, gets uh, runs out of stuff to spray as Scout avoids all of it. And then Zoe, who is modeling and dressed in the Kill Bill outfit, like the yellow jumpsuit thing. And, uh, like... Scout just goes around Zoe because she's just modeling in a Kill Bill outfit. So that's that's our range so far. Darkwing Duck to Kill Bill. That's a, that's a wide range. <laughs> so then uh, Russell gets a cat toy on a fishing line, which lures Scout away from Mrs. Tomley. And when Scout gets it, Russell tries to pull it with Vinny and Minka, but fails and it crash lands in a position that plays to their advantage which is just on a thing and scout can just paw at it also russell you're better than this you you have super strength dang it i'm i'm just i'm just after saying super strength i'm just reminded of the Yu-Gi-Oh! the abridged series my voice gives me super strength thing and uh that i can't i can't not like whatever so um anyway uh back at the school the match is about to begin and whitney and Brittany are not there yet but when Whitney shows up asking for skin cream because Brittany's allergic to polyester and has a rash, which, like, can that happen in twins? I'm not entirely sure. Can one twin be allergic to something that the other twin isn't? Probably if they're uh, the twins that come from different eggs and not twins that come from the same eggs. I don't know the difference in the names though so they're probably that kind of twin the ones where they were like two different uh eggs and not one uh whatever so um so she asks about skin cream and then uh when Blythe doesn't have any uh, Whitney tries to tap out, but Blythe tries to force her in. Whitney says, yeah, I need my sister, which Blythe responds, pretend I'm your sister. And then they both shudder at that thought and just agree never to speak of it again. So then the pets are huddled and trying to figure out how else to stop Scout. Scout then goes in for what she wants and the rest of the pets just pile onto her. So then Scout has had enough and asks why the pets are trying to stop her. 
and then the pets confront her with what they've gathered and how Scout is a spy for the largest ever pet shop trying to get Mrs. Twombly. But then Scout says that she's not after Mrs. Twombly. She just wants to shred the newspaper she's carrying around because she finds it therapeutic. And then when Pepper asks why she's been so suspicious and stuff, she answers with because she's a Siamese cat and it's her job to look suspicious. So they're like, okay? Whatever. So the math meet is on the last question and Blythe and young me are done equating and Blythe sprays herself and young me with water to just keep sane. But then uh, Blythe confronts Whitney by saying, hey, you haven't solved a problem all day. And Whitney reveals that uh, they have a twin power that uh, she takes the problem and puts clothes in where there are X's and Y's so that Brittany can figure out, which is why they don't do good on solo tests. Now, this is... They're, this proves that they are math geniuses. Straight up. Like, even though, like, the convention's not very conventional, they solve, they solve math problems really, really fast. They just have to do it together. So, like, this is, this is like, a godsend for the math community. They can, like, figure out they can maybe push the boundaries if they only knew this, but I don't know. Maybe they just kept like teleporting when the math people came or maybe they just sang them away. Maybe like, I don't know. Whitney and Brittany are super mutants and just have like a bunch of powers that they don't know what to do with. <laughs> Again, where the heck is Professor X? We've already established this is faux New York. Faux New York should have the faux X-Men at least. But no. Why? Well, no, no, no. Why? Why? Because I'm just stunned. So then Blythe pleads with Whitney to give it a try. Uh... But she fails because she answers with a clothing option. And the other team gets the question right and they win. Whitney leaves saying she needs to go shopping. And then Blythe volunteers herself with the detention. Even though she is technically correct in that the biscuits are math savants. And that was the thing. They are math geniuses. They just have to be together. You, you're you not wrong, Blythe. You just lost the bout because something bad happened. Like that Like was almost entirely out of your control. Because you didn't know that Whitney had a polyester allergy. But who has a polyester allergy? I don't know. I don't know that off the bat. My Her mutant power is to talk to animals, not know what people are allergic to. Even though knowing what people are allergic to 
would be an incredibly helpful mutant power. Blythe just doesn't has that have that. She just has the ability to talk to animals, which is also pretty helpful if you know what to do. So, uh, so yeah, even though like, like she's cracked, she still gets detention anyway for relying on the biscuits and just, uh, like failing at the, at the meat, even though she's right, like the winning wasn't in the terms of the bet, the term or the deal that, uh, she struck with the teacher. The terms were they're math geniuses or she gets the detention. That, like, losing the math thing because Whitney wasn't there wasn't part of the problem. So, anyway, uh, so yeah, Blythe goes ahead with the detention. And then Young Me offers to join as well, but Blythe says it's her problem that she has to deal with alone, making her better at accepting deals than Cuphead, because Cuphead involved Mugman when Mugman didn't want to go, but Blythe pushes Young Me away from this, from the punishment, even though Young Me says it's a team effort. And but it was Blythe who rolled that snake eyes. And I'm just going to keep going with Cuphead comparisons. Like, the fact that, uh, like, they were wondering if they could get out of the math thing as well as detention could have been a bet between Whitney and Brittany, which Whitney lost because she was on the other side of that. And then Blythe took out Whitney first with the polyester unknowingly. And then that leaves the devil, Whitney. I meant Brittany for the thing. I don't know what I said earlier. Whitney, Brittany, Brittany, Whitney. They're similar sounding names and they're twins, even though they have different things. So Whitney, the devil, is there and they ultimately lose this time instead of in Cuphead where they win against the devil. So, yeah, I just that just happened so yeah anyway uh so after that Blythe arrives at the pet shop disappointed in himself and sees the pets ripping into the paper paper and uh wondering what's going on so he introduces Scout and says uh we thought she was one thing but it turns out she was another which prompts Blythe to respond been there done that except no you were right but it just bit you in the behind because an unfortunate event happened that was pretty much out of your control you still won you didn't have to take that detention but you did it anyway because i don't know you're a good-natured person or like you said earlier you wanted to practice math which you know what I will I will give the writers credit on this even though Whitney and Brittany's detention is in the afternoon Blythe's detention will be in the morning because she has a job 
And that's impressive for an adolescent. So, um, anyway, then Mrs. Twombly is finished with her paper and asks Blythe to give it to the pets because they like shredding paper. And Blythe is surprised to see that Mrs. Twombly is reading The Dilly, which is a comedy newspaper a la The Onion, then pulls out the specific article that set off uh, the imaginative spirit of the pets that made them think that Scout is a spy. Uh, So, okay, in reality, this is a pretty brilliant plan, all things considered. Like, they could have had someone at the deli who... uh, who works for Alka on some level, plant that in to keep people off of Alka's tracks because it's a comedy newspaper. No one's going to take it seriously, so they just write in that they have pet spies, and oh, no one's going to be looking for pet spies because the Dilly reported on it, but the Dilly's a comedy newspaper. No one really believes what is being written in all of that. So... Yeah. I guess, like, if our real government did this, it'd be clever, but I don't know if they could pull it off, to be perfectly honest. Because, like, again, like, I don't think people are smart enough for a grand conspiracy. So then, uh... Like, what I mean is that, like, someone's going to slip up somewhere and show the hand to the rest of the world. So then uh, Mrs. Twombly laughs off her misunderstanding, and then the pets laugh off their misunderstanding, and then Scout has an ending monologue about how she may or may not be a spy after all, based on that, and then her owner comes and picks her up, and everyone's confused about this. And then in the stinger, Brittany, who I meant earlier, lost the bat and was taken out with the polyester, is still in the bathroom asking Whitney to bring her some cream. And that's where the episode ends. So all in all, yeah, this was a lot weirder than I thought. And I had like more complaints with it than I would think I would have with it as you can tell by the fact that I'm going longer than most other podcasts maybe even depending so um yeah this is just a strange episode with little inconsistencies and little things that bugged me oh oh no this is going to be the longest episode because I forgot something head cannon Yep, I'm borrowing from flashback books again. So, this time in headcanon, we've already laid out the fact that this takes place in the Marvel Universe, and now with the whole Pet Spies thing, this also takes place in the Phineas and Ferb Universe, which already takes place in the Marvel Universe because of Phineas and Ferb Mission Marvel. So, that's probably the best thing this episode is brought out aside from the weird cuphead comparisons 
I mean, it's a toss-up, really, but... Hey, they're, they're both in the same... They're all in the same universe, guys. So, maybe they're not in actual New York City. There's, like, another thing that's, like, downtown city that's somewhere in the area, but isn't New York City. So, you know... Uh, so I guess, yeah, that'll be it for this episode of Lawless Petcast. Uh, please be sure to, uh, comment and rate on Shout Engine on iTunes and now for the first time on the Google Play Store for podcasters who want to listen to Google Play. So, there's that, and wherever else RSS feeds go, because RSS feeds actually go places. I didn't know that until talking to some people in my Discord I'm in. But, uh, so that will be it. And please tune in for the next episode, so you skink you can dance.